Welcome to MacTac. Mike and Kyle talk about cops. With your hosts, Mike Dolan and Kyle Brock. Ride along with Mike and Kyle as they ride along with the men and women of law enforcement. Welcome to the MacTac podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike. And we are going to talk about cops. Not cops as in the officers on the street, but the officers on the street on the show. Right. I feel like we should get that out of the way, like straight away. Like, because I feel like if we do get any listeners, if we're going to get any listeners, we're going to get a lot of people who maybe mistakenly think we're talking about the current police climate of the world. We're not doing it. We're not. No, we're talking about really old episodes of the TV show Cops. We, uh, Came into all of the episode of Cops and... Tell them how we found it. Well, uh, we were exploring an ancient Mayan temple and uh, inside of the bottom of a ziggurat, we found every single episode on VHS. They're all on VHS too. We had to dig out a VHS player. It was a kind of a hassle, but... Yeah. I mean, we're only- doing it for the good of the... Not the good of the film, but the good of the show? Yeah, the, yeah. Good, the good of everyone involved. <laughs> You can't see it, but we will talk to you about it. So we don't really know how this is going to go yet. It's sort of a loose format. It's our first episode. We're going to try some things out. We're going to see what works, what doesn't, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. So forgive us stumbling and probably sounding cold and stiff because we are just not used to the show yet. But Mm -hmm. hopefully we're going to get nice and warm. Oh, yeah. We'll get you buttered up. Toasty. You're going to love everything that you hear. Be like a waffle. And then we're going to talk. Nice and close, right up to the mic. Yeah, it's going to be like a uh, a really nice uh, NPR segment about uh, about uh, the TV show Cops. Talking about Cops. Today, uh, we, we've watched Kyle. many episodes of it. Many, many. Many, many episodes of Cops. So that's NPR Talk. That's, that's a new segment we're trying out for day one is NPR Talk. We're probably not going to keep doing that, but who knows? But maybe because it's kind of fun. You never know what's going to happen on the MacTech podcast. Oh. So uh, we start off the first episode we watched. Uh, it's season two, episode two. We jumped right ahead because season one's a little bit weird. Yeah. The first episode of the first season starts off with a dead body that you see right away. You see the face. They don't blur it. And it's hunched over a bed. Yeah. Like it's explicit almost. Like it's that is a dead body that's in the room. Yeah. No, if they blur out the face, maybe we could maybe we could deal with that but uh no there's just a dead body <laughs> leaned over a bed like the only thing that's obscuring the face is like a, it's a pillow or something right like, yeah. like a blanket that's like you can't see the face but there's still this dead fucking body right in the middle of the bedroom that they're broadcasting and it's uncomfortable because it's a body just laying there but then <laughs> then they pull the pillow off of the body's face and then they you see the face and it's been dead for a little while so that's episode one. Yeah. Um, so if you want to see that, you know where to go. I feel like it was a more rocky pilot than this is going to be as a pilot. Yeah. Like it was far more, what the hell am I watching? Yeah. It's not going to be, you know, cops tackling a drunk guy. No, it's no. it's cops like investigating a murder, which, you know, is great when you can intersperse it with uh, some dramatic music. and. It's not the cops that we've come to know and love, no. basically. Yeah. There's no, there's no trash bags. There's no mullets. Well, there was something else weird in that pilot, too, wasn't there? Aside from just the, uh, the dead corpse? Um, we didn't really get past the dead corpse, to be honest. I don't remember anything beyond that. There's the, that British episode, too, which was weird. Is that in season one? No, that was like season three or four. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, either way, season one is weird. So we're just jutting right ahead to uh, season two, episode two. 
uh, and Mike was the one to watch this before I did. And uh, it's, I mean, it's amazing. It has everything that you want in an episode of cops. So that's why we're picking it to kind of start things off with. Cause I, I really, I don't know if you're going to get a better episode than this one. No, this one's perfect. Um, I mean, you get a meth guy getting <laughs> tackled and howling. I mean, there's just so many things in, <laughs> in this episode that happened and you get plenty of John Bennell who, what does he do again? It's the world's famous police. The, yeah. World's most deadliest police chases. Yeah. And you know, all those shows on spike and you know, you'd maybe watch it with your dad on a Saturday afternoon. Absolutely. One of those kind of shows. Um, but, uh, John Bunnell, you may have recognized him from being John Bunnell and talking about the world's deadliest police chases. I'm Sheriff John Bunnell. I've been an officer long enough to know that some things never change. Crooks still think they can get away, and cops will do anything they can to stop them. It's always interesting, sometimes terrifying, but it's never boring. Get ready. You're about to see what it's really like. Seriously, yeah, his voice is, it's grating. I actually, I, <laughs> we were taking some show notes here, and I wrote down um, Bunnell, Arrow, Joey Greco, because he <laughs> reminds me a lot of that. You remember that asshole from Cheaters? Uh, I'm Joey Greco. He sounds just like, he's so nasally, and he's arrogant. Yeah. But but John Bunnell's a little more, he's a little more aggressive. Yeah, I and, feel. But he's, at the same time, also less punchable than Joey Greco is. Because he'll arrest you. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, he's in it, and uh, apparently he was a sheriff in Multnomah County, and we get to go see them on a narcotics bust, and uh, it starts off great because they go, they're driving in the van, and they're talking about how they're going to break down this door and go in, and uh, yeah, I mean, it starts strong. It's the whole episode is set in Portland. Um, which I feel is something that they did really only in like those early episodes of the show. Like now they jump between different States, you know, they'll go from California to Oregon to Florida. I love when they go down to Florida because there's always something great down there. But I feel like in the older episodes, they would like pick a location and kind of stick with that. Yeah. For like a block of episodes, like yeah. the next couple are all set in Portland and we get to follow John for a couple, a uh, couple of bus and it's, it's delightful. <laughs> so basically things start off. It's, um, it's 1146 seven in the morning, which is a great time to be starting cops. To me, I love the early morning and like early in the day stuff so much more than at night. Cause at night it's expected that these people are going to be drunk or fucked up on something or whatever. But the, the early morning shit, when the sun is out, it's just amazing. Yeah. These people, you know, the guy selling the meth out of his, uh, we assume grandma's house. Um, <laughs> it's gotta be his grandma's it's, house. It's gotta be his grandma. Cause this lady, <laughs> they see her at the end of the episode and John just gives her the fucking, like the ninth degree, just talking about how she's got to know that he's selling meth and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, this guy just got woken up with somebody going, knock, knock, search warrant, smash, and the door's open. I mean, the amount of time that it takes for the cop to knock, and it's it's a warrant call, right? Like, it's not even like a drug raid or anything like that. Like, he knock, knock, uh, what does he say? Where he's just like, uh, he just goes, police, search warrant. (laughs) Boom. As he's saying that, the battering ram is already being swung back. So it's knock, knock, swing back, search warrant, (laughs) smash. He's like mid golf swing while he's still saying like police, boom, police search warrant, and then that door's busted down, and then oh my god, it's so they're fun. screaming police, 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 and then one of them gets to the guy, and I swear to God, he sounds like SpongeBob screaming. <laughs> Just, woo, woo, woo. 
we got to play a sound clip of that right now. Yeah. We got to add that in. Yeah, that's going to be nice. No, he seriously does. And then when they actually pin this guy down on the bed, because and and the house isn't as like disgusting Methy. as I would think it would be. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a like a meth den. It's it's definitely this dude's grandma's house. Yeah, I mean it's dirty in there. Like they do find stuff. I mean it's not somewhere where I would want to like stay. <laughs> yeah, no. But it's not the the drug den that you'd be picturing either. Anyway, when they pin this guy down on the bed, I have a note written here because he. I got to play the sound clip, too, because he says, like, oh, oh, arrest. Oh, arrest. But like the way he says it, it reminds me like you said SpongeBob. And I was thinking um, Chicken Lady from uh, Kids in the oh, Hall. Yeah. Because it's oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. No. And one of the uh, one of the guys that's with. The team for this raid is this dude, huge beard, and he's real stocky and oh, built yeah, looking. I love this guy. But he's super soft, spoken, <laughs> and he's talking about like, oh, just put your head up against the uh, the frame of the door there. Just, <laughs> just go and just rest your head over there for a second. And he doesn't look like the kind of guy who's going to talk like that. He doesn't. No, he looks like he'd be super gruff yeah. and like aggressive with you. Yeah. No. And thankfully, we get to follow him for a couple more episodes, and he that's right. He, he does to come talk up. like he's uh, he's like an NPR cop. What's that guy's name? Did we? I don't know. know? Yeah. They didn't give it to us in this one. You but. know what? If we if we carry on with season two in the next one, we'll talk about this guy again because, like Mike said, he these same cops kind of appear in blocks of episodes, so he will be coming up again in the future. But yeah, he's only in this one segment from that yeah. the, from this episode, right? He doesn't pop up again. No. Um, but I love when they get this guy and they pull out like, did he have it on him? Like, because they've got like, there's a crown bag. There's two prescription bottles, like a bottle of vitamins, yeah. a, a random adapter, and like, and you, then and then a well, oh, and then yeah, there's it looks like a piece of gum, and it looks like you know those things that you would get like a barrel of, you know the double bubbles. It looks like he's totally got one bubble. of those sitting there next to meth and you know maybe some aspirin or vitamins yeah. and what looks to be like a USB adapter, but it's from like '89, so yeah. it's not. It looks seriously just like it, like it would be like a like an Android charger, like that black. Just right into the wall, like a DC charge, but we can't figure out what the hell that was for. Because yeah, was it eighty nine or is it eighty eight? When did cups first start? It was like eighty nine. Eighty nine. So I guess one? this might have been ninety. Ninety. Yeah. You know, it's still very, very eighties looking. <laughs> I, I also love when they pull out. He's got a whole drawer full of bullets. Yeah, and they just kind of jingle them around a little <laughs> bit and then move along. There's the so whole, many bullets. The whole time the phone's ringing, and nobody's picking it up. So <laughs> I don't know. And then, and then John, our, our buddy with John Bennell, the beautiful voice that we can never not hear talks about meth being $400 a gram. This stuff here, $400 a gram. Really? That's right. I think so. I hope so. This stuff really went hard. Real hot. I don't know. Yeah. We got crystal meth here. Which I feel like that there's no way that that's true. I don't know. I don't know because I've never purchased meth, but but it seems like they're kind of jacking that up a little bit. It seems steep, especially yeah. for its for time period. Yeah, well, especially for the clientele. Like, right. Yeah, that's really pricey <laughs> for the people that you see on meth, and you wonder how are they getting that 
that much money to buy that little meth. I just, I don't understand. And like when you adjust for inflation, what was it? 200 a gram? He said it was? 400. 400 a gram. You would just say for inflation, what would that be? Like 800 a gram? I don't know. A thousand? I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. Yeah. I don't. Who knows? I mean, it could be, could be a million. I don't know. (laughs) We're not doctors. We're not mathematicians. So anyway, they find a bunch of meth in uh, in this guy's presumable house, which we find out later was not his house. Like he said, it was his grandma's house. But they start pulling out like all this like electronic equipment too. And this dude has so many stolen tape decks. Like <laughs> I, I, I've never seen so many tape decks in all my life. It's glory. The only time you see more tape decks is like when you're at a thrift store in the electronic section, like the quote unquote electronic section, where yeah. it's got like an old Betamax player. And it's a, got a VHS rewinder, not even the player, just the, the rewinder. Yeah. And then a, like a wood paneled tape deck. <laughs> the wood would, paneling, of yeah, course. It'd be like right, right underneath your <laughs> Nintendo. But I love the one cop. He's pulling out like all these different devices and he's stacking them up out in the, the driveway and the camera's going on all the seized you know, the, the seized items that they're pulling out from the garage and inside the house. And the one, the one cop makes mention of, you know, this is the second cable box that we seized, but the guy doesn't have any cable. <laughs> Which, I fucking love that. Why does he have so many cable boxes? Like, how do you flip a cable box? I, yeah. I get how you could flip, like, a black box. Yeah, but, but a cable box. The regular cable boxes. Plug work. it in and maybe it'll work. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a cable guy. Maybe the guy who used to live at your house never turned his service off and continues to pay every single month. No. Yeah, Nice stuff. I can't believe it's not engraved. It's the second VCR or uh, cable box we've got, and the guy don't got cable. What's this tell us? And the best, they opened up a bag of ca- or like a camera bag, and dude just dumps it onto the hood of a car. One of the lenses falls off, and they're like, you know, big telescopic lenses. Just dumps it onto the hood, like whatever. <laughs> Let's just see. Maybe they inscribed something. Nope, they didn't. So I don't know whose it is. Dump, dump, dump. Whatever. Just complete disregard. For the the merchandise, like this could be like stolen merchandise, like from a, like a store that needs to be like reclaimed, and you just fuck it. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine Best Buy or something. So anyway, they get um, John Bennell finally gets his moment to shine, where he could be how he is, and I feel like we should put up like a. We're going to have MacTech.com and uh, we'll we'll start adding like some visual references for some of these clips. Like we'll play audio clips when we can uh, to kind of give you like an idea of something that we're laughing about. But um, for the things that you need to see, like I've written down here, Benel's shirt matches his personality. It's bright, bright orange. Like, it's it tucked is, into jeans. It's so good. It's exactly what somebody like him would be wearing. And like every time I've had bosses like him before, like Mm -hmm. every time he says something where he's like being aggressive or sort of like, uh, like trying to be intimidating, like he says something and he kind of leans forward and he juts out his bottom jaw. You ever notice that? Oh yeah. He like, he says something and then like, you can't see me doing it, but I'm touching my chin on the microphone right now. Like, I feel like he's trying to like, he's touching his chin to his microphone. Yeah, no, and he's get, they get all the stolen goods, and he's just, like, giving them away. He's like, well, nobody put anything on any of this. I wish people would, uh, you know, engrave their social security number onto, onto their stuff. Like, anybody's going to really do that. Like, oh, yeah, sweet, I got this stereo and a social security number. <laughs> I'm going to go and get a credit card. Who's that one guy that shows up, and he's, like, reading a serial number back to the cop, and he repeats it, like, three or four times. Yeah, he's like, oh, 14289. <laughs> See, that's what I wrote down, and that's what it says on the box. I got the serial number off my box that I had at home. Uh-huh. And 
It apparently is the same serial number. 041380. 041380. I guarantee I'll believe you before I believe the guy that was in this house. That's the oh, and John's like, oh yeah, well I would believe you over I would believe that guy. So how about you just take it? And I who was that fun. guy? Was he like a neighbor that got stuff stolen yeah. from him, or like hey, he just sort of appears? Yeah, like oh yeah, hey, no, uh, you guys giving out stuff? I got serial numbers. <laughs> what do you need? So it turns out that the guy that they initially pinned down in the bed, the guy who's all oh oh, um. He uh, he's staying. Was it his grandmother's house? I assume either yeah. his grandma or his old old mom. Yeah, whoever it is. But she, she pulls into the driveway, and John uh, just gets to tear into her. Wait, before we get into that, yeah. the best is they found a gun. Oh, I forget about that. Yeah, they yeah. found a gun, and John's like, "Well, is this your gun?" And the guy's like, yeah, well, but it's not the holster that matches, but, you know, it's my gun. And the guy's like, well, or John goes, well, I guess we'll follow up with you later. Here, take it. And the guy just takes the gun. That's it? That's it? I've got the other grips at home. Okay. Uh, that's not my holster. Pat, that's not your holster? Uh, how, do we, how do you think, maybe I'll just go ahead and release this if you take a picture of him. He just gives a dude a gun. <laughs> like... <laughs> is not there like the holster doesn't match like i don't think when you buy a gun they don't just throw the holster in well for free. You, you spent three hundred dollars yeah. on this gun so how about a holster this is how people will know it's your weapon because yeah. it's a proprietary holster well, that only this gun has and obviously you engrave your social security number every time every, that's what i do all you're a stuff. fool if you don't engrave your social security Everything number i own has my social security number engraved <laughs> onto it social security number birth date and like mother's maiden name first pet's name you know, actually, probably like my old AOL passwords probably engraved. Oh on there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you still remember your old AOL accounts? I don't. Would do, do you remember your old screen names? Yeah, uh, the first one that I ever had was Pancake with a K nine four five. I uh, mine was uh, the oh my god the first one that I had. I don't know if this was the first one, but I still have this account. It was Crooky Fish II because I couldn't get two. Crooky, crooky. Yeah. So we used to have a um um. I used to have a, a pet angelfish, right? Those, those like big triangle flat ones, right? Yeah. Angelfish. Well, yeah. I don't know about triangle, but they're like, tri- like Dorito shaped, right? Yeah. yeah all right. I all right yeah. All right. All right. Um, but he was, he was blind in one eye. Like another fish had mauled him like as a, I don't know. What's a baby fish, like a fishlet, a fishlet. Yeah. As a fishlet, he got one of his eyes gouged out. So he swam at a permanent, like 45 degree angle. Huh. It was awesome. It was so cool. Like <laughs> That fish lived for years, actually. But we named him uh, Crookie because he swam crooked. crooked. Yeah. No, I mean, I was like 10 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Super yeah. Crookie Fish I, I was mine. And I went off the rail. I don't even know where the hell we were now. Yeah. Um, no, he was making, he's giving the grandma the business. That's what it was. Right really now. laying in there, just talking about how, you know, where's your bedroom in here? Uh, mm-hmm. Because you would have seen all the meth and all the, all the <laughs> stolen goods. Well, let's just go inside then. Okay, you don't know anything about what was in the house, in the kitchen, in the front room, the or in the my stuff. Okay, the drugs here stuff. What drugs? What we arrested Michael for. I don't know anything about it. Well, why don't we go in the house? And I'll I'd show like you. to. Yeah, and then they go inside and they close the door. You know, the segment's coming to an end because the camera guy doesn't follow, and. Uh, the whole time he's just giving her giving her the hardest of hard times. He like, really does. Like I feel like even if she was aware of what was going on, I still feel like he was riding her a little hard. Right? Like the dude's was already old. In co- yeah. No, she had to I mean, ballparking with a blurred face, maybe sixty. 
Yeah. Because I mean, the dude wasn't a young dude. Let's no, be serious. No. I would actually even say maybe a little bit older, but I mean, you're right. Her face is blurred. You can't really tell. Yeah. But I mean, dude's already in the car. You got him. And you know, she's not out there fucking selling meth. So why <laughs> she's you- just hustling it on the corner. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Let me just go to work. I don't know why she's talking like John Bunnell, but she is. So do you think every if she w- if she was the one hustling, do you think every bag of meth would be like cross netted or crochet cross net? Is that the or like crocheted? Yeah. Um, no, I kind of cross point. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, of. I kind of figured she just put it in like a big jug of Metamucil <laughs> and just kind of like, oh, here's that Metamucil you asked for. Metamucil. 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 That's what she sold. So, yeah, that segment ends. It's fucking amazing. It's it's a really good introduction. If you're not familiar with John Bennell, it's not the heaviest Bennell segment ever. Um, like he's in it. At, Fair amount. A fair amount. But I you mean, get it, more segments with him, but I feel like that's a great entryway into the mind of John Bunnell. The Bunnell verse. <laughs> the Bunnell verse. It's all connected. So it transitions right away, right after the commercial jump. Um, it goes, they're still in Portland, and this this is hands down my probably one of the craziest ones I've ever seen. Well, not crazy like chasing tackles, right. or crazy drunk people, but just like holy shit, that happened. It's a definite holy shit moment. Yeah. Um. So these two cops are walking under an overpass and uh, talking about how oh you know this is where uh, you know transients and criminal types hang out. I love that he and, uh, says transients. I yeah, have that written down. Transients. Too. I know it's it's a great word to describe you know people who don't have a house. An area like this draws people that are hiding from the police, you know. And a lot of the transients are ex-convicts. It's a good place to go and hide. Grow a beard, nobody will ever know who you are. So they're like, kind of walking through this like back, like it's like an industrial kind of area yeah. almost. Like, there's like a train track running behind it. <laughs> yeah, actually there's like, there's this ultra slow freight train that runs the entire segment behind him and it just squeals. It is so, did you notice that when yeah. we were watching no, it? Like, it's trying to come to a stop, but the whole, <laughs> like the whole segment. The just, entire segment. Like it's the slowest stopping train I've ever heard in my life. Anyway, though, they're walking back there. And my favorite line that the one cop says is, uh, hey, you know, a lot of people just uh, what's he say? He's like, a lot of people just end up here. And, you know, they're transients, transients, transients and uh, blah, blah, blah. And uh, just grow a beard and no one will ever know who you are. Yeah. And, you know, and then they cut to a guy with a beard, obviously. Amazing. Standing there with a the dog. I love uh, it. That's his his logic behind it. You just grow a beard. And you're a hobo now. Yeah. And then you can just disappear into wherever you are because clearly, you know, a dude with a beard who hasn't showered or shaved or anything, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to stick out in a crowd. But, uh, so they come up to this overpass and they're underneath, you know, underneath it. And that this real like little pinch point where, you know, it's kind of dug out a little bit and they, I, I don't know how they know that these guys are there, but yeah, I have no idea how they found these guys either. Yeah. It was just like trash kind of a little bit peeking out from underneath the, uh, yeah. the overpass. And, but they're like so far back in this, like, like back industrial area where like, if somebody didn't call that in, I have no idea how they would have scouted but that who's out. calling it in? Like the conductor? And yeah. He's like <laughs> slowly breaking by. He's like, <laughs> he there's two guys under there. I see him. <laughs> plenty of time to look. Yeah. I mean, probably had like a half hour. But uh, they find these two guys underneath there, and one line that I loved where the guys, he's poking him with the flashlight, trying to get him out of there, and the other cop goes, poke him again. Hey, hey, come on out, come on. Cooking again. 
as he's reaching underneath this dark overpass, poking at guys with a flashlight. Completely blind to what's underneath in there. They like they have no idea. Like they could be pulling out like Chucky. Or like a or raccoon. Something. Yeah, or a raccoon. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a tar heroin smoking <laughs> raccoon. So there's two cops, and I love that the the one cop who has what happens happen to him. That guy, did you notice he's wearing a hat that is like five times too big for his head. Like, like one of those eighties hats that like <laughs> sticks up, like yeah. double the length of your head. Like it reminds me like the only thing missing was like a little propeller. Yeah. It. Like, you know, those old like hats that you would wear. Well, speaking of high pitch noises though, this dude was fucking hyped to go and get these guys. <laughs> the woo wee. Yeah. He's woo. Yeah. He's screaming and yelling about how he found, you know, a little bit of resin on top of like a cut, like a beer can. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, that, that's black tar. We got him. We, we got, got him. Woo-wee. So they pull these two guys out and they have got to be like the, the happiest and most decently dressed, in their words, transients I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Like they both have Latino Uncle Jesse hair. Yeah. Like and leather jackets. Amazing. Yeah. Like they don't look like they'd be like runway material, but they look surprisingly put together for being pulled out of underneath a bridge. Yeah. Like, and he's talking about how this guy, you know, he's a known dealer, but he's a known dealer that lives under a bridge. So <laughs> who is he known dealing to? Like other guys that live under the bridge. It's this who's, whole underground network. Yeah. Guy. Who's his supply guy? Like the other guy that lives next to the over. It's the conductor. Yeah. The conductor, the conductor is the supply guy. He's in on it. He's got plenty of time. He, just he slows, slows it, it down. down. Yeah. The guy walks along mm-hmm. and he, you know, has to slow down a little bit because he's walking too fast yeah. and he chucks the money in and then, it, you know, transaction's done and he's just rolling right along, <laughs> riding those rails. So they're, they're pulling these guys out and they get them out. And, you know, they got them up and they're frisking them and they're going through. They're not wearing gloves, which I, I so many times on cops, like even when they do ask, like, do you have anything that'll stick or poke me or anything? Like, why don't you wear gloves at all times? Why yeah. doesn't every cop? I don't know if this was like an old thing. One or, of them even like comments. He's like, oh, yeah, they'll look you right in the face. You'll ask them if anything will stick you or poke you and they'll just lie right to your face. And most of them, if you talk to them about it, you say, if you got a needle, tell me I don't want to stick myself. And they'll, they'll look you right in the eye and lie to you. But, well, neither of them ask. Not at all. They don't bring up anything. They just frisk. Start diving just in. Dive head first like, into Let it. me get at them pockets. And they just, boom, just hands and fingers all the way in, just groping around looking for whatever they can find. And they they find some more heroin, obviously, because do, he's yeah. a known dealer. Mm-hmm. That's star heroin. Yeah, you're under arrest for about the 10th time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you missed this one. A black tar. Black they got tar. that black tar. Black tar. He's gonna. He was gonna resurface his driveway with it, but but he's digging through, and he goes, "Oh, something stuck me." Yeah. And dude had a needle in his pocket, and and he's just sitting there squeezing it out. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of gross because like they zoom into the guy's hand, and you see him just squeezing out this recently syringed cut yeah. on his finger, and it's just pouring out all this nasty blood that you know. Good Lord, what did he just get stuck with? And I love how he's like, I hope you don't have AIDS or anything, pal. Like, dude, what? Where was that line of thinking like 30 seconds previous? Right? Because you just you dove in there with no problems. You're like, oh, let me just get some more of this heroin. (laughs) Nope. I guess I got a needle this time. So he digs through his trunk and he gets like, wait, wait, wait. When the partner goes, just keep him bleeding. Just keep it bleeding. As the dude sitting there squeezing the blood out, like, oh yeah, let's. I mean, it, maybe it'll work. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, just, just make him bleed. 
bleed as much as you can, Barry. Just keep it bleeding. Like, I don't th- I don't think that would work. I feel like that's like an immediate... Inf- I don't know. I'm not a doctor either, yeah. You know, oh, yep, it's in there. I just kind of figured like, oh, it's in. It's too late. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like it's an, it's an immediate thing. Like, doesn't your blood... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Doesn't your blood like travel like super fast throughout your body where like you get stuck and it's up to your brain by the time you even can... Re- I don't know. I'm like way off. Probably. Yeah, probably not that yeah. fast. But yeah. anyone mean, who's listening is fucking idiot. It's, it doesn't go that fast. It's not supersonic blood. Jesus Christ. I hope so, though. Send uh, send corrections to uh, Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach us there and we will uh, likely reply. Even if it's a nasty re- message, we will... Uh, Still take the time out of our day. In fact, we encourage the more nasty, the better, um, because there is no such thing as a uh, bad publicity. That didn't make sense. No, because that wouldn't really be publicity. It's, it's private. But that's been NPR talk once again. Once again, once again, NPR talk. That is definitely going to be a segment we will probably continue because it's really fun and easy yeah. to uh, get real close to the mic. Um, but yeah, so he opens up his trunk and, you know, pulls out the first aid kit and dude is just dumping Purell on his finger Yeah, and just like squishing it around. Like, oh yeah, you know, let me I just, feel like the squishing, it would make it worse yeah, too, like right? Just jamming it in, yeah. like, you know, you're not sucking the poison out. You're just, right. you're jamming more. Like, I feel like it's the same kind of like rationale. Like if you got like a sliver, like you're not going like, to sit there and like use your nail to like try and scrape it back and forth to get it out. Yeah, let me just loosen it up a little bit. Yeah, first. no, no. But um, the alcohol swab's gonna do shit. They agree that they're gonna get these guys on prohibitive camping. I'm gonna take the other one for prohibitive camping. Criminal trespass, actually. And it is what they charged him with. Prohibitive camping. Because, you know, it's prohibitive to uh, hang out underneath an overpass. (laughs) I love love that they charge them with camping directly after calling them transients. Well, and directly after pulling heroin out of his pocket. (laughs) Like, maybe they were getting the buddy for prohibitive camping, and the other guy's already like, all right, so uh, we can't just let the other guy go because he's going to be lonely, so let's get this guy for heroin and this guy for for prohibitive camping, and uh, we'll just call it a day. And that brings up a good question. Do you think um, transients camp? Do you think they, like, if they have a home base, do you think, this is so insensitive, but do you think they, like, go somewhere else and, like, go do the, do hobos go on vacation? Um, well, I mean, as an urban outdoorsman, mm-hmm. I imagine they will. They just kind of, you know, explore the surroundings and just kind of broaden their area until uh, until they reach a warmer climb. They they expand their horizons exactly. until they find the right fit. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So it's less of like a vacation. It's more sort of like trial and error. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I imagine moving with the seasons, <laughs> you know. Stay warm as easy as you can. So it cuts to the officer goes back to they're at the station at this point, right? Yeah. And they uh, they throw them both in jail, you know, in the cells or whatever. And the cop who gets stuck decides that it's time to call the hospital to find out what he needs to do or how bad this is going to be for him. Yeah. Hi, this is Joy's husband. I was wondering, could I talk to the doctor for just a second? Yeah. I expect with the syringe, and I was wondering if there's anything I should do. And I don't even know if he calls the hospital because he refers to it as his wife's clinic. Yeah, so I'm uh, calling my wife's clinic right now. What does that mean? What is your wife's clinic? Call my wife's clinic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe she's like a I don't know. Maybe she works at like a jewel or something. You know, she's just like. <laughs> Working as a pharmacy tech. It's like those little, what is it, like the Walgreens well, the yeah, well like spot the well or whatever? spots yeah. or whatever they're called, yeah. <laughs> just let me, let me call over the old Walgreens clinic real quick, because they'll know. I just got my flu shot there yesterday. They'll they'll they, be able to handle this stuck with a needle AIDS 
situation. They stick people with needles all day, so they'll know what happens if you get stuck by uh, like a stranger needle. So, so the guy's on the on the phone, and he's he's kind of on hold, and he's going back and forth between talking on the phone and then like talking to the camera. And I like he he refers to him as as dopers like so many times. He says like it's a broken record. He's yeah. like, we got these dopers got stuck by this dopers needle. And we arrested a couple dopers. Yeah, these dopers. You don't know they they don't a lie to your face. You never know with these dopers. Dopers. But uh, and then he says, if I have to soak it in bleach, that's what I'll do. Like, that's not going to fix it. And the other cop chimes in boiling bleach. Like, <laughs> he one-ups him. I with- missed that. <laughs> yeah, let's heat up this bleach. That'll, that'll double fix it. I really don't think there's a whole lot you can do. But, you know, you know if I soak my finger in bleach, that's what I'll do. Is that right? I'll soak your finger in boiling bleach. Boiling bleach. <laughs> Like, I feel like that would be just, obviously it's a bad idea, but it's stupid. So he, he ends up talking to the, the doctor and what does he say? It's like the, the likelihood of it would be like one in a hundred thousand or something, something like that. Yeah. But it was more likely that he might get hep C, but they already got those lifetime shots for that. They so, get those shots. So not worried about hep C, not even, not even a passing concern. It's I, I wonder if like getting those, uh, immunizations like gives them a big head and that's why they get the, uh. <laughs> like the bravado to just frisk everybody without gloves. Like I got my hep shots Psh, diving in. What do you, I already what's didn't. the worst that could happen? I got vaccinated for polio when I was five. Yeah, you I'm better fine. not have AIDS, pal. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. So we're still in Portland and it switches to the uh, third and final segment of the show. And uh, this one is it's less. Less intense than the other ones, but oh, it's, yeah. it's just as satisfying just as in so many ways. These cops are just on a tear, just arresting people left and right. At the Rose Festival Fun Center. They just go around and they're, you know, they're not there just, you know, getting people causing trouble or anything, but they do, you know, later on in the night. But early on, you see them in the day and they're just arresting people with, you know, drinking whiskey and dancing. Like, it's like a big outdoor fair yeah. kind of thing or like a like carnival a fest. Fest, fest would be like, better. Like yeah. a summer fest kind of thing. Right. I don't know. We're not from Portland, so you guys can tell us. We don't know what the fun center means out there. I wonder if they still have the Rose Festival Fun Center. We'll have to look that up and yeah. see. Um, but Check the show notes. We, uh, we're going we're gonna to go to our first segment, which is our mullet of the week. And now, the best mullet of the week. The mullet of the week. And uh, it's... It's one of my favorite parts of the whole episode. I think I like it even a little bit more than the needle thing. And I almost like it a little bit more than getting the door broken yeah. down quickly is the guy who gets, um, what's he got? He's, it's like a beer or a he's whiskey. Got, it's something like a in a brown bag. Whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. And this, this, <laughs> this guy is rocking the fuck he's, out. He's too. got long hair. Is he shirtless? I can't remember. No, he's got a shirt. On. He does have a shirt, but he's got long hair. Like I wanted, I wanted to call him a hippie, but I don't think he's a hippie. He's more, I guess, NASCAR than hippie. Yeah. If you're going to do anything, but they're in Portland, which doesn't make sense. I feel like that'd be more of a, like a, like a Florida kind of thing or yeah, something maybe. But, but he's, he's a trash bag. Dude is a straight up trash bag. He actually may be our trash bag of the week and, and our mullet of the week. Exactly. It's a double header. A double header. It, I mean, it could possibly be. We, there's a lot of trash bags. And now the trash bag of the week. But, but the, he may be the heftiest of the trash bags. So he's dancing. He's rocking out. He's got this, this bottle inside of a brown bag and the cop just walks over to him and like 
violently rips it out of his hand. And just pull and the guy's following along, keeps looking at the bottle, looking at the cop, looking at the bottle. He's like a dog with a treat. Like, yeah. uh, do, I, do I get it back? Do I get it back? He really is. He's looking at it with like the most longing of eyes. Like, no, that was like more than half full <laughs> and I am more than half drunk. And he walks him behind the bushes and the cop dumps out the bottle and then arrests the guy and throws him out of the park. The whole time, too, there's like, I don't know if it's a, a blues band or a funk band or something, but there's like, it's a sax solo that's going on and it scores the moment beautifully. Yeah, because he's just, he brings them like, 15, 20 feet away to pour it out. Like he could have done it where they were standing. I love how he makes the point to like, come with me just a little bit and I'm going to pour it out over there. Yeah. And the whole time they're talking about making a point, you know, trying to be sneaky. We're going to make a point out of you. But yeah, yeah. They're sneaky and hiding off and then dumping it out. Like I get it. Maybe you don't want to dump the whiskey on the ground right where people are dancing like this (laughs) fine young gentleman. But, you know, um, they... They got to hide it out, I guess. So they end up finding another guy at, uh, well, they find several guys at this fest, fair, whatever, carnival thing. Um, and there's a, they <laughs> they take this Budweiser. This guy's got a, a Budweiser inside of a Coke, like a, um, like a, like one a, of those wax cup yeah. kind of things. But brilliant. I mean, I, I know it sounds stupid, but I never thought to do that. And that's actually really, that's a really smart. great idea. Like, I don't know how this guy got caught. Maybe he could have just dumped the beer into the cup instead of leaving the can in the cup. So when you like move the cup, maybe it crinkled and the cops like cups don't crinkle. I know this. I learned never this heard my that kind first of day on the job, <laughs> but I uh, know. So he gets that guy, he dumps it out on the ground, just pours it out. Puts the can back in the cup, crumples up the can in the cup. He does do the crumple. Yeah, he like, it's a set. Oh, I got you, you fucker. And then he throws it away. Well, he hands it off to somebody to presumably throw it away. Speaking of throw it away, we didn't bring it up last segment, though. What's that? When they find the needle in the guy. I'm sorry to double back here. They find the needle in the guy and the other cop just hooks it. That's right. Yeah, he does. He just like, ah, it was bent. And he throws it. (laughs) For the next transient to sleep on. Yeah, exactly. But bringing it back, sorry, I just wanted Not to bring all. that up because he does just throw a I needle. I forgot about that. He does throw it. Yeah, it's a weird thing to do. Like, wouldn't you just maybe throw it away? Like, Do you think that was like an 80s thing? Like, before, like, procedures were different? Or is that just like a sloppy cup? <laughs> uh, fuck it. Fuck it. it. I my needle. I don't need it. So it goes on a little bit later on into the It's dark at this point. And um, they get a uh, gentleman who, <laughs> <laughs> what does he have? Is it like a pipe? Or, no, uh, he had like a like a little a tiny little baggie. Okay. And uh Yeah, that's what it was right. Yeah, just a tiny little baggie. And the cop's like, he's like, oh yeah, we got some we got some residue. Got some residue. And the guy goes, residue? What's residue? Look at this. Another baggie with residue. Residue? What is residue though? Okay, what is residue? What is residue? It means little particles. Okay, res- of dope. No. Resin residue do not have nothing to do with dope. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, you know, no. And he's like, oh, but then all of a sudden the guy turns into being pretty dumb to being like, boom, a fucking lawyer. I know my rights. Yeah. and he, No, not even like that. He's just like, he's like, oh, well, you know, it's got to be a certain amount for it to count as dope because it's not dope if there's not not a whole lot. And there's not a whole lot here. So I don't think I, you can't arrest me for having dope if there's only resin because resin ain't a lot of dope. And the cop, the cop laughs. He laughs. And the cop goes, you want to know what? I think I'm just going to let you go and get you out of the park. <laughs> so you you just get out of here. And he throws him out of the park. No big deal. The whole time, the cop keeps talking about how we have a zero tolerance policy here. We have a zero tolerance policy. He finds drugs on the guy. 
the zero tolerance policy out the window and they have a good laugh. Yeah. They have a good laugh. They're buds. They probably know each other or something. I don't know. They're zero tolerance. He just says, just leave. Can he just leave? And then he goes on to say, like, yeah, this happens all the time. We kick them out. They come back in. We kick them out. They come back in. Like, dude, it's not working for you then. You're just not even kicking them out. You're not even walking them out anymore. You're just like, yeah, get on out. No big deal. Like, zero tolerance kind of sounds like, eh, tolerance. Like, eh, depends on the day. Hey, Friday the 70, when we started this whole thing, people go nuts. So it's up to us kind of set the tone on what we're going to do. And we have zero tolerance for anybody who's doing anything stupid. And while this guy's talking about zero tolerance and stuff, after he kicks this guy out, he's talking, you know, as you do in whenever there's a camera in front of you and you're, somebody's walking and talking, people behind him are, you know, making faces and stuff. The best part is you see one of the guys making faces, lighting up a cigarette, and then maybe two arrests later, this guy is getting arrested, who's behind them making faces. He walks up, looks towards the camera and goes, I didn't do nothing. I'm just drunk. <laughs> As he walks into the paddy wagon. And it's clearly like a good like hour has gone by because like the, the clip with the residue guy, like it's dusky. Kinda. Yeah. Like dusky early night. And then it's like night yeah. when they arrest this other guy. So you can tell he's been hanging around. He was probably hanging around watching the cameras, seeing what they were doing, just getting lit up. And then boom, boom, my turn. I'm going to be on TV. I didn't do nothing. I'm just drunk. <laughs> Can you believe it? I can't believe it. So we should talk about Officer Frank Clemont. 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 We don't know how to pronounce Clément. this. Clemont. It's uh, K L E J M O N T. Because uh, he Clemont. He is the mustache. Of the he week. is hands down the mustache of the week. And now the best mustache of the week. He to me, he looked like the perfect mix of Gary Oldman and Christopher Guest. Like definitely. if you put them just together, like stretch his face out a little bit, like he's definitely copify him by 45%. Yeah. And boom, <laughs> you got old officer Frank. It's just amazing that we got to, we'll figure out a way to get that picture up. Uh, Cause I feel like with the mustache and the mullets of the week, we're definitely going to have to give that visual aid other than us just saying like, oh, no, we swear he it's cool. He had a really good mustache. Uh, we promise you guys. This seriously. guy was a really shitbag mullet. Like, oh yeah. Okay guys, whatever. So, I mean, that is season two, episode two. And honestly, guy, th- this to me should be the true pilot of cops. Yeah. Cause there, I'm sure there's some good episodes in season one. We'll get to those. Yeah. But, but if the whole right series now. just kicked off with this one, yeah. What a good place to the start. The only thing it was missing was a car chase. And That's a true, yeah. And, yeah. Um, I don't know, maybe a fight. Yeah, a sting a or sting, two. There's yeah. usually a sting. Usually a sting. Yeah. Although I get bored with the, it depends on the sting. Sometimes I get bored with a sting. Yeah. Like the prostitution stings. It's boring as hell. Yeah. No, you know, I'm here, I'm here to see somebody get tackled. Yeah. You know, and it's not like, you know, how to catch a predator. Stop resisting. Yeah, that's what I want to see is, you know, somebody really, really giving it a good go trying to get away from those cops. But deep down, they know they know they are six cops. There's six cops, man. (laughs) You could try resisting all you want, but it's it's not going to work. So this was the uh, I guess would, uh, maybe this is a good as good a time as any to uh, end it. We're we're at almost about 40 minutes here. Oh, wow. Yeah, it went, uh, it went pretty smooth, I guess. We're probably going to listen back and fucking hate it. Yeah, and chop the shit out of it. Yeah, um, maybe we won't. Maybe we'll put the whole thing on editing. We hopefully don't know. not, because there was a lot of just... Uh, there was a lot of batter. Uh, yeah. yeah. Batter? The what batter. was batter? Well, I made pancakes while we were, while we were talking. I, yeah, they smell really good. Right. Yeah. 
But I mean, it's funny that we talked forty minutes about a twenty-minute show. That's yeah, because those cops episodes, like, boom, they yeah. really do. They go way too quick. Just Which is great when quick. you find all the VHSs in a ancient Mayan temple. It's the Mayans really truly predicted it all, yeah. and they predicted the way that law enforcement entertainment would be going in the 20th and 21st century. Yeah, no, they they just nailed it. I mean, they even got footage. I don't know how they did it, but they got it. <laughs> Goddamn, they're good. They are so good. So anyway, this is the uh, Mac Tech Podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Mike. And we hope you enjoyed your time. And uh, didn't we, we were talking about having a sign-off line, weren't we? We had one. Was it Stop Resisting? Well, we have uh, Stop Resisting was in the... Well, I don't know if we're going to use this theme, but if we use the same theme that we had from before, our uh, wonderful VO artist who did our intro um, says that. But I feel like we had something else we were going to sign off with. Um, maybe it was like, I don't know, when you're sneaky, we got to make a point. Or step out of there, Ed. Ed. Step out of there, Ed. Yeah, I'm sorry. That, you can cut that. That was stupid. So thanks for listening to MacTech and step out of there, Ed. Uh, let's try again. Yeah. So step out of there, Ed. Damn it. Uh, step out of there, Ed. Step out. And there, uh, this has been the MacTech podcast. Uh, and coming up next, uh, we have uh, Ira Glass. No, I don't know. If, never mind. Sorry, I fucked that up. He'll be interviewing Ed, who Ed? has Ooh. recently stepped out of there because he was called out of the paddy wagon by a cop who said now get out of there i want to talk to you thanks for listening to mac tech good night thanks for listening to mac tech all listeners are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law send an apb to mike and kyle at mac podcast at gmail.com for any questions comments or suggestions for future episodes of the show don't forget to subscribe to mac tech on itunes and follow along at MacTech.com. mac tech has been a canary renegades production mac tech stop resisting